Here we have Paul the Apostle writing to the church at Philippi. And he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is now the reading of God's most holy word. May he add his blessing to the preaching this afternoon. So the question is, what rule has God given for our direction in prayer? I mentioned this to the children this morning, uh, that rule here, the word rule is to be thought of as, as a guide. What, what guide has God given to us for our direction in prayer? What, what instructions, what pattern are, are we uh, to follow? Uh, you know, I think it is important for us to ask the question, why do we need to even ask a question like this? Shouldn't we just know how to pray naturally? I think a lot of people assume that we should, that uh, prayer is such a simple thing. We should know naturally how we are to speak to God in prayer, but that is not the case. Even Christ's own disciples who walked with Him for many years, for a few years, had to ask the question, uh, how do we pray? Teach us to pray, O Lord. And of course, that is the context uh, wherein the Lord's Prayer is introduced. Christ is teaching His disciples how to pray. So we do need direction. We need to learn how to pray. We need to be taught how to pray. God needs to give us this instruction. And I love the answer that is given to this question, what rule has God given for our direction in prayer? The first thing is, that is said is that the whole Word of God is of use to direct us in prayer. Really, if we want to know how to pray, we need to pay attention to the Scriptures in their entirety. From Genesis to Revelation, we find things that are revealed to us that will help us to pray in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. And in fact, who are we to pray to? Well, we are to pray uh, to the God who is revealed in Holy Scripture. He is the triune God, the creator of heaven and earth. This God has decreed from eternity past all that will come to pass. He is providentially governing the universe even now. He is sovereign over all. He is working His purposes in and through His people, even through suffering. You see, just all of these biblical truths that are gleaned from Holy Scripture from beginning to end must inform our prayers. If we do not pay attention to Scripture and to the doctrines contained within, we will certainly be um, amiss in our prayers. Uh, the Scriptures reveal God to us, they reveal His will, His plans, His purposes. The Scriptures teach us about ourselves, too. We learn a lot about human nature in the Scriptures. And, and this, too, comes into play in regard to the question, how should we pray? Uh, the Scriptures are also filled with examples of prayers. Uh, we find prayers from Moses, and we find 
prayers in the Psalms. We find prayers in the New Testament. Jesus himself prayed. Uh, the apostles prayed. In fact, the reason I read from Philippians 1.3 is to give you an example of, of, of a prayer. Uh, this text here um, shows us how Paul the Apostle prayed. I thank my God and all my remembrances of you always in every prayer of mine for you all, making prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel, etc. Here uh, Paul is saying, church in Philippi, I pray for you constantly. I'm always praying for you. Well, what does Paul say? What does he pray for? In regard to the church in Philippi and other churches, he tells us, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. So there's the first thing he prays for, that the church's love would abound more and more, that they would grow in knowledge, that they would grow in discernment, that they would learn to approve what is excellent, that they would be pure and blameless in preparation for the day of Christ, that they would be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. All of this to the glory and praise of God. So we have... We have an example of, of, of a prayer of, of the Apostle himself. What did he pray for when he prayed for the church? He prayed for these things. And there are other passages that reveal this too. And so we must pay attention to the whole of Scripture if we want to know how to pray. We need to pray like Paul prayed. We need to pray like Moses prayed. We need to pray to the God of the Bible, the, the, the Holy Trinity. Uh, this all is helpful in teaching us how to pray. But notice that our catechism helps us to hone in now upon a particular prayer, a special rule, a special guide that has been given to us. The special rule of direction is that prayer, our catechism says. Again, rule of direction means pattern or procedure that is to be followed. We're eventually going to look at the Lord's Prayer. I know you know that that is coming and in some traditions, right, it is customary for the people to simply recite the Lord's Prayer as if that is praying. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is not to be treated in that way, but it is to be viewed as a pattern. There's nothing wrong with the reciting the Lord's Prayer. Sometimes I do that, don't I? After, after we observe the Lord's Supper, there are some Sundays where I will simply recite the Lord's Prayer, say amen, and walk away. And I think that is fine. But uh, the Lord's Prayer is to be viewed as a pattern, as a guide for us to follow. We're to expand upon its themes were to follow it in this way. And then our catechism says, which Christ taught his disciples commonly called the Lord's Prayer. Why does it say commonly called the Lord's Prayer? The, the scriptures do not call it that. Traditionally, we call it the Lord's Prayer. But have you ever thought, you know, that, that traditional uh, terminology can actually be misleading when we call the Lord's Prayer the Lord's Prayer, we do not mean that it was a prayer that the Lord Himself prayed Himself. I just was redundant there, right? Do you get it? Our Father in Heaven, could Christ pray that? Yes. <laughs> Hallowed be Thy name. He could pray that. Thy kingdom come, that works too. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're all good so far. Give us this day our daily bread. Still good. Forgive us our debts, sins, trespasses. Um, you, you might have learned it differently. Could Christ pray that? Now we have a problem, right? He could not. This was not Christ's prayer. This was not a prayer that he prayed, for he had no sin. He did not have to pray for the forgiveness of sin. We do, though. And so the Lord's Prayer is not His prayer, but it's 
his model given to us. Uh, this is the kind of prayer that we, that we are to pray. I, I, I said this to our children as they came up in the morning service. You're free to spontaneously pray to God. And every time you pray, you do not need to pray through the Lord's Prayer. You know, it may be that you're afraid. And so you cry out to God in fear and ask for some deliverance, some protection, some relief from the threat that is upon you. That is, of course, appropriate. In fact, uh, this prayer that we have just considered from Philippians 1.3, uh, Paul does not here pray through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you know, he does not follow that pattern in its entirety. He simply cries out to God or informs us that he does this concerning the church. And uh, he prays that their love would abound more and more, etc. But I think it is right for us to use the so-called Lord's Prayer as a pattern, as a model for our regular prayer life. You know, when we sit down to pray or when we go to our knees to pray in the morning... It is good for us to follow this pattern because the Lord's Prayer does help us to pray thoroughly in a well-rounded way. Um, I know that you have found this to be true. When you go to prayer in your private uh, prayer closet, as it were, it is very tempting to run immediately to the things that feel the most pressing, you know. And oftentimes those pressing things do fall under the category of Give us this day our daily bread, right? We need to pray for our daily bread, for God's provision, for things like work, uh, for healing, etc. These are valid things to pray for, but that's way down on the list in the Lord's Prayer. Have you noticed that? It, it, it's, it, it's not petition number one, but rather petition number one is addressing God as Father and praying that He be glorified above all else. That's where we must begin praying for furtherance of, of His kingdom here on earth. This must be a high priority to us as well. We're to pray that God would enable us to keep His will, you see. And only after these issues have been addressed in prayer are we invited to pray for our daily bread. It's not that these things don't matter, but the Lord's Prayer does help us to prioritize. Um, it helps us to keep our own priorities straight. And so we have this marvelous model. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then Christ said to his his disciples, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so we have this Lord's Prayer, this prayer as a model for us. Um, brothers and sisters, I, I do pray that the Lord would help us to pray well individually, and both, as, both that and as a congregation, as we give attention to the Lord's Prayer over the next a number of weeks as we progress through our catechism. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do pray that you would be glorified in all the earth. We pray that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done by us, that we would keep your law. We pray for your provision. We pray that you would forgive us as we forgive and that you would lead us day by day. This is the model that you have given to us. And we are asking that you would help us to understand this prayer, to understand 
the kinds of things that should be prayed for under each one of these petitions. May this become natural to us. Um, it is not natural to us, uh, but we must learn it. And we thank you that you have taught us how to pray in this way. So move us along by your Spirit as we pray in private, as we pray as a congregation. Uh, may this church be a house of prayer, and we ask that you would work mightily in and through us as we are faithful to come and to bring our desires before you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.